Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second-guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity, Help for Toxic Relationships. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I'm glad you're here. There's so much to talk about. And tonight we're going to be talking about the distinctions among expectations, agreements, and boundaries. They sound kind of similar, and you might think they are, but knowing these distinctions among them can really help you to define what you're up to and to know what you need to talk about when you're in a relationship with anyone, but particularly, of course, when you're in a relationship with a hijackal. And for those of you who have been following me for a while, you know that hijackals are my term for the relentlessly difficult sort of person who hijacks a relationship for their own purposes and needs, and then relentlessly scavenges it for power, status, and control. And if you've had a parent like that, you're very likely to find a partner like that, Maybe you have a sibling like that, a boss, and someone in your life that you cannot please. There is no possible way to keep a hijackal happy. Even when you do everything that they want, you will not keep them happy. Do you know why? It goes back to episode 115, the three must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. And those three things are equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Well, when you're dealing with healthy humans, you're going to have an opportunity to create equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. But when you're dealing with hijackal humans, no, because they say what they want, you give them what they want, that looks and feels to them like equality, and they're not having it, so then they want something different. So equality cannot be achieved for more than a hot minute. And that is something that you could run after forever if you don't understand that dynamic. You could keep thinking, I will please them. I will find a way to get their approval. And you won't because they will not tolerate that idea of equality. So when we're talking about these different levels of coming to communication with another human, and in particularly the hijackals, we need to make these distinctions because we define expectations, we negotiate agreements, and we set and maintain boundaries, very different actions, defining expectations, negotiating agreements, and setting and maintaining boundaries. So you immediately see that there are differences among those things. And you can see where, what would be useful. And I will help you see that even more clearly as the episode goes on. So boundaries are distinct from expectations that are distinct from agreements and also from preferences and rules and standards. But 
only so much time in one episode to talk about it. So an expectation, what you're really hoping for in life, for yourself or from others or for others. So you have expectations. Now, I'm going to give you my definitions of these things, and I'm going to speak from my experience of having worked with folks and of course, you all know, if you've been listening for a bit, that I was raised by hijackals. I'm married hijackal. I co-parented after divorce with one, and I've been working with these ideas for a very long time. So I'm going to give you my experience with these terms when you're dealing with hijackals. They may not always apply when you're dealing with healthier humans, but when you're dealing with hijackal humans, they do apply. So your expectations are kind of what you're hoping for, how you think things will turn out, how you want things to turn out. Problem is, many times we don't give voice to our expectations. They're just sitting in there. You know, I told a story in an episode long ago, and it went like this. I had a client who I was seeing quite frequently in my office back when I had a real office, not doing everything virtually. and she was leaving for the evening. She was with someone who is, was abusive and she was leaving. And I said, have a good week. And she said, I will. It's my birthday. And I said, great. What are you going to do for your birthday? And she said, well, in the best of times, he would remember my birthday and he would bring me a gift that is not for the house. And he would take me out to dinner and bring me flowers. And I said, did you tell him that those are your expectations? No, she said. And why didn't you tell him? And then she came up with that line that just is fingernails on a chalkboard to me. She said, if he really loved me, he'd know what I want. So she had expectations that she was not giving voice to, and she was going to judge the success of her birthday by whether or not she was married to a mind reader. So I said to her, are you going to tell him? And she said, no. And I said, well, if you don't tell him, you don't love him. And she was like very perplexed by that. What do you mean if I don't tell him I don't love him? And I said, well, If you have an expectation and you tell your partner, this is what would make me really happy, then you give that person the opportunity to show up and give that to you. But if you're sitting and wait to see, are they good enough? Are they going to figure it out? Do they know me that well? You've already set the relationship up for failure. So many times we have expectations, but we don't give voice to them. And an expectation, according to dictionary.com, is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So we're all invested in this happening. But if we don't get in the habit of giving voice to our expectations, we're really playing games. Is that clear because it's it's something that many, many people do. They may not feel comfortable giving voice to it. They may not believe that they deserve it, but they're still hurt when they don't get it. There are all kinds of reasons that we don't give voice to it. But you can see how imperative it is in an emotionally mature relationship to give voice to it. You know, it's my birthday next Thursday, and I would love it if we could go out to dinner and you brought me flowers 
and you gave me something so personal that had nothing to do with the house. That would make me really happy. So when the client came in the next week, I said to her, how was the birthday? And she said, well, he remembered. Okay, great. <laughs> and then he gave me a gift and I opened it and it was an electric fry pan. And he asked me what was for dinner. And I said to her, so you didn't tell him your expectations. She said, no, if he really loved me, he'd know what I want. And I said, so you got the birthday you asked for. And she said, no, no, I told you what I wanted. No, no, you got the birthday you asked for because you didn't ask at all. You didn't give any clues. You didn't say what would make you happy. You didn't give your partner the opportunity to show up. Now, <clears throat> if you're with a hijackal, it's a double-edged sword. You don't tell them. You don't get what you want. You tell them, and they withhold what you want. So expectations can be very, very difficult to ever have them met because they're seen as a challenge or a way to punish you, and they will withhold giving you what you want to have control and give you what they want you to have, which is often very little. So very important to understand this because we are not in relationship with mind readers, but when we're with hijackals, they are in the business of staying on top of the pile, never having equality, never allowing you to become equal to them. So if they give you what you want, you can bet your bottom dollar that they want something of more value back from you. And that difficulty persists. So in the arena of expectations, we have to be very, very careful because things can get very one-sided, very unfair. And <clears throat> then, then we think that if I hope for something from somebody else and they don't give it to me, then I am not with somebody who understands me or loves me. So you see the difficulty right there. And expectations can be negotiable. They can be, here's what I'd like. And maybe your partner says, well, you know, I'm a little short on money right now, so um, I would be happy to get some flowers and prepare a picnic in the park, uh, and I'd be happy to do that on your birthday. And you can negotiate. So our expectations are best expressed in an emotionally mature relationship. It is quite possible to express your expectations. But an emotionally mature person can ask for something and be equally willing to hear yes or no, as long as they understand the reason. So when you're with hijackal, that's not the way things work. You know that. So when you share your expectations, they can put you down for them. They can turn you down for them. They can say they will do it and then not do it to punish you. They can say they will do it and then do it partly because they want to really express that I'm not here to meet your expectations. So very important. So that's the expectation part. Then let's think about the agreement part. It's kind of the easiest one to think about because it means we've both expressed what we want. And then we begin to negotiate. We begin to talk about what we could do, what we couldn't do, what we're willing to do, what we're not willing to do, what we maybe could do at this time, but 
couldn't complete until another time. So we fill the air with possibilities, and then we hone it down to what we can agree to. And making an agreement, something many people leave out, is when you make an agreement, you also need to make an agreement what you will do if the agreement is broken. That's all part of the agreement. You're not just disappointed. You also say, if this agreement gets broken, here's what will happen. Now, when I wrote the book, Kaizen for Couples, which is available as an ebook or as a print book or as an audio book on Amazon, Kaizen for Couples, I talked about many things that I've developed here. And one of them is the converse cycle. So when you're making an agreement, then you can use the converse cycle. And it looks like this. So you start by talking about something. Over here, you talk about it. You learn about what each other wants. Then you make agreements. This is what I can do. This is what I will do. Then you act on the agreements. And then you come back and you talk about it. How did we do? What fell through the cracks? How could we improve it? And we learn some more and we make an upgraded agreement. We act in the agreement and we come back. And that's what you can do in a healthy relationship. There's also two chapters in here on the personal weather report. So that's also something very important that you've heard me talk about in other episodes. So when we're making an agreement, there are strategies like that that we can use. And we want to recognize that we want to air all the things that each person wants and define them and then begin to negotiate. How can we compromise if we need to? How can we make sure that everybody gets part of what they want? That's very important to a healthy agreement. And we collaborate on coming up with a solution. Now that's not going to happen with a hijackle easily because they want everything and they don't care if they give you much. And you know that that's the case because everything is all about them.com, right? So we don't get into healthy agreements frequently with hijackles. And for the same reason, they don't meet our expectations. They want to shortcut the conversation because they don't like conversations about we. They prefer conversations about them. So it's very difficult to sustain a conversation that will lead to an agreement. So you get premature agreements so that we can stop talking about this, but there's no commitment to that agreement. Is that familiar to you? You were really trying to do something that was fair and equal and just and and would lead to a better relationship. And they're in a hurry because why do I want this? I just want what I want. And I want you to do it my way. So it's problematic. And with a hijackle, it just takes too much time to come to a, an agreement that will hold. And they want it an agreement focuses on the we, and they want it all to be focused on me. And so you can't count on the agreements you make with a hijackal because they may deny that they ever made it. They will deny that they committed to doing it. They will deny that there was a conversation that included coming to an agreement. Um, and they hate being nailed down. You've probably noticed that, right? They just totally hate being nailed down. 
So when you want to make an agreement, that sounds like something that's going to be concrete. And they may there may be expectations that they will actually complete on it or they will mean what they say or that you're going to get something for sure that they want you not to have. They get very, very uncomfortable with that. So to speed it up, they get to a place where they agree, but it's not agreement, it's appeasement. It's like, oh, fine. If that's what you want, all right, I will do that because they're tired of talking in we language. They just don't want to do that. So agreements should be negotiable, but you will notice with hijackals that many times the agreement doesn't hold, the agreement is denied, the agreement is rushed, and the agreement is never accepted as something we operate on. It just doesn't have any teeth when you're dealing with a hijackal. So that's where boundaries come in and why I put boundaries at the last of this little list, expectations, agreements, and boundaries. There are, there are books on boundaries. There are lots of things to say about boundaries. I'm talking about boundaries with hijackals, okay? So that's a little bit different. Um, when we're just talking about it, the Cambridge Dictionary says a boundary is the limit someone considers to be acceptable behavior. Okay, this is okay with me. That's where the edge is, where you get into not okay with me territory. And it goes on to say that um, a boundary is a real or an imagined line that marks the edge of something. And basically, when you're setting boundaries in a relationship, you're marking the place between what's okay with me and what's not okay with me. This is okay. That's not okay. Clear line. No gray area. There's a clear line between what's okay and what's not okay. And many times you're so worn down by being in a relationship with a hijackal that you don't want to risk being so clear about things because they don't like that. That clarity sounds a little bit too much like being nailed down and they're not having that. But boundaries provide a healthy structure. Boundaries come from you knowing what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. And when you're in a relationship with a hijackal, the relationship gets very lopsided very quickly if you are not very careful because they want to take up more and more space. They want to make more and more decisions that are in favor of themselves. They want to take back more and more power and control. And therefore, a boundary how dare you have a boundary? And that's what makes them so important when you're dealing with a hijackal. Because <clears throat> boundaries are benchmarks that can help you decide who can come into your life, who can stay in your life, and who needs to go. And so we don't set boundaries just frivolously. We don't set boundaries without good thought because a boundary has to be non-negotiable. It's not wiggly. It's not fuzzy. It's not blurry. It's not fluid. It's not porous. It's not anything that except clear. Okay? Not okay. And after you've expressed that, you watch. Is that boundary honored? 
Is that boundary respected? If it isn't, you set the boundary again. And this time, and this is why you have to think it through so carefully, this is why it, when it needs a consequence. Okay, you set the boundary, you hope that it's heard and will be respected and honored. And if it isn't, the next time you reset the boundary within the same terms, but you add a consequence. When you're dealing with hijackals, these have to be firm, non-negotiable consequences. You know, if you yell at me, I will fall silent and or leave the room. Not, you don't repeat it. You don't warn them. I told you. No, you just fall silent and or leave the room. Now, why do I have to add the ending? Because if you fall silent and they think they don't have power over you, they may stop you from leaving the room. So you just sit down and you quietly wait. I know it's difficult. It's not easy. They will bait you. They will blame you. They will poke you. They will try to make you angry. But this is where you have to have that clarity and commitment to your boundaries that if they're going to yell at you and degrade you, perhaps you fall silent and or leave the room and you stick to it. You do it. And when you can stick to it and you do do it, you begin to shape their relationship. They don't like it because it smacks of that you having control. But this is what's important when you're with a hijackal. They are trying to suck all the oxygen out of the room and leave you gasping, and you say, no, no. No. If you yell at me, I will fall silent or leave the room. And you do it without fail. Because if you don't do it, you've just told them that those boundaries are not firm. They are not strong. They are not written in stone. And that's truly important. So a boundary is expressed. If it is not honored, it is reiterated and consequences added. Now, yes, you can go and read lots of books about boundaries and renegotiating boundaries and all of that. That's with people who are not hijackals. But when you're with a hijackal, you need to have a bottom line. Otherwise, they will erode everything. Then your bottom line is your boundary expressed and then your boundary expressed with consequences. And those boundaries have to be non-negotiable. You know, just think about the time I have three kids. So, of course, I've had three teenagers. And think of the times when you're really, really angry and you say, well, I'm going to ground you for two weeks. And that sounds like such a firm commitment. And then all of a sudden it hits you that you're going to be out of town four of those days. You have no way to enforce those boundaries. That's why you have to think them through completely because the consequences have to be real and non-negotiable. So boundaries become your friend. And yes, you may be so worn down, torn down, and put down that the idea even that I'm suggesting that you set a boundary with consequences is horrifying. How am I going to do that? They never listen to me. But that's what it takes to be emerging empowered. That's what it takes. And if, if you want my help with that, then you can go to 
beaclient.com and use my new client one hour session offer for $97 at beaclient.com. Or if you want to be part of my emerging empowered community, you can become a member at joinintoday.com and be with lots of other people who are in different stages of recognizing, recovering, or realigning after a relationship that is toxic or from emotional abuse. So go to joinintoday.com. It helps to have people on your side, people who know what you're going through, people who have gone through it and can show you that there is a pathway. Sometimes that pathway is meandering, mostly it's difficult, and you will make it through, especially if you have support. So when we are dealing with boundaries, they are not flexible, they are not fluid, they are not porous, they are not negotiable, and they have to be well thought through because boundaries are your bottom line. Now, remember, hijackals are emotionally lazy, in my opinion. They prefer no change. Even though they're always telling you you should be better, they prefer no change in this way, that they've already got you. You know, in, in the book Escaping the Hijackal Trap that I wrote, there's a whole chapter called The Gotcha Factor, how they gotcha. But they're lazy. They don't want to have to go get somebody else. They Yes, they may have affairs or they may step outside the relationship and that may have you think that they'll just move on and some of them do. But generally, they're emotionally lazy. They have someone, they've got you nailed down. And so they figure that they'll do what they want, but they can always come back to you. So they're a bit emotionally lazy. So when you set a boundary and you enforce it and you show that you're serious about it, start with small things. <laughs> um, <clears throat> There is a, an opportunity for you to take into account that they're emotionally lazy and they may, in fact, begin to allow some shaping of the behavior as long as you start with small things. So boundaries clearly expressed are healthy because boundaries clearly thought through before they're expressed are healthy. You don't just come up with that, I'm going to ground you kind of boundary because you haven't thought it through. But if your, your boundary is, I will fall silent or leave the room if you yell at me, that's something you can do. Now, yes, I understand. Sadly, there will be people who will turn physical. There will be people who will yell and scream and, and wake the children or threaten to leave or threaten to hurt the children or all kinds of horrible things to make you talk. I understand that. And you may have to. I understand that too. But the idea is that you get clear about your boundaries, that they are non-negotiable, that you have the right to set them. You have the right to say, this is okay with me, and that's not okay with me. And that line is very clear. And if you cross it, these are the consequences. And do your best to uphold those consequences. Make them real. Make them firm. And that may be new territory for you because you're used to being overridden. You're used to being um, trying to please a hijackal, which you can never do. So please give that up. Um, but you, maybe your way of being has been 
oh, don't make any waves because it's so horrible when you do. And I totally understand that. But step by step, you want to get to the place where you can express a boundary, express the consequences, and make the consequences stick. That's a goal. That's where you want to get. I'm always here to help you to understand that, to see what's possible in your relationship and where the starting point should be. And I'm always delighted when you come and talk to me personally at beaclient.com or join in the Emerging Empowered Community at joinintoday.com. You have more power than you think. You may feel powerless. You may be tired. You may be just given up. But take this moment to think, I can do something. I can do something that is a positive step that will allow me to move in a direction where I feel that I have taken charge of my life, where I am reclaiming my personal power, not my power over anyone, but I'm reclaiming my personal power and saying, this is all right with me, this is not, and if it happens again, here are the consequences. Maybe you'll learn more about speaking up about your expectations. Don't ever try to convince somebody. This is just you speaking about yourself. So use the personal weather report. Get a copy of Kaizen for Couples, either the audio book, the ebook, or this full color um, print book. Read about it. Know what healthy relationships look like. I wrote this book in 2014 because someone said, have you written down all the ways that you help couples? And I said, no, I haven't. So this is a book about healthy relationships and making them healthier. Yes, I've written several books since then about hijackles. Um, so know that they're all there on Amazon for you. If you don't know how to find it on Amazon, just put in my name and hijackles and you'll find them all. So I hope this has been encouraging for you to realize that you do have the right and you have the knowledge now about the difference between expectations, agreements, and boundaries, and that you have the right to give voice to all of these things because that makes you a fully functioning partner. And in a healthy relationship, that will be welcomed. Or even in a semi-healthy relationship, that will be clarifying. But you really need those boundaries because there has to be a bottom line somewhere. So until we speak again, take very good care of yourself. Clarify your boundaries. Know what's okay with you and what's not okay with you. And in that taking very good care of yourself, remember self-care is not selfish. And having good boundaries is good self-care. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.